Welcome to the Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast with your host, Scott Peckford. Hey, Broker Nation. Scott Peckford here. Welcome to another Rookie Mortgage Broker Podcast. Today's with Bethany Gradwell. Bethany is a mortgage broker who's just been in the business since March of 2022. She has done 15 mortgages in that time, which is outstanding. And in this conversation, we dive into how did she find those 15 clients, you know, strategies that she's used, what worked, what didn't. And she's definitely a go-getter and is going to continue to grow. I have no doubt about it. I think you're going to enjoy this conversation with Bethany. Before we jump into that, I want to give a shout out to our title sponsor, Finmo. Finmo is a Canadian mortgage application document collection submission platform. Very easy to use for borrowers. It's got some intelligent features like as they're filling out the app, it's determining what documents they need. A second, when that application comes in, you can go search all of the lender rates and guidelines and lender spotlight. And finally, when you go to hit submit, it actually has smart submission notes. So it's pulling the key data from the application into your notes so that it makes it easy for your underwriter. If you make it easy for them, you're going to get more yeses. Check them out at lendesk.com slash Finmo. Hey, Bethany, welcome to the show. Hi, Scott. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. So uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're from. So I was born and raised in Hamilton, Ontario. And then about two years ago, my husband and I really wanted to buy a house and the Hamilton housing market was insane. Well, still is. So um, we started looking in Brantford, Ontario to purchase. So we've been here for just over two years now. Right. And so what prompted you to get into the mortgage business? So actually buying a house is kind of what sparked my interest in the mortgage business. I worked with a mortgage agent and I really enjoyed that experience, but I have been a nurse for seven years. So I was a little bit nervous to leave a job where, you know, you get a pension. It's pretty much guaranteed. You do have funny, not the best hours, but you will always have work as a nurse. Yeah, exactly. And you get a pension and benefits and all that. So I kept telling my husband, it was something I wanted to do, but I'm like, realistically, I've spent so much time, money, energy into schooling and nursing. I'm not going to leave the profession. But then just working through COVID burnt me out. And then I became a mom as well during COVID. And I just realized that the shift work and the holidays, evenings and weekends just wasn't something for me. So I decided that I was going to just do mortgages part time. And so I got in contact with Monica Chrysler. That's my lead planner. Is she the person who did your mortgage? No, but it was actually someone on her team who did my mortgage. Okay. So I, I contacted my mortgage agent to ask questions. And I had been doing that for a few years, bouncing questions off her. And then finally, I reached out to Monica and I just said, this is something I want to do part time, maybe so I can cut back at working at the hospital, drop down to casual, be around more often for my family. And she kind of encouraged me that, I mean, you can go into a part time, but she says she generally encourages people to jump in with both feet. So yeah, I decided during my maternity leave, that was the best time. I figured I would just build up my network during that time. I was getting paid to be off. So I was yeah. like, we'll just build the network. And that's what I did. And then I, to my surprise, started closing mortgages. So you're like, Woo. okay, so you told me before you started in March of this year. Yeah, right? well, my license officially, I passed the exam the 2nd of January. And by the time my license was processed, it took a little bit of time at the beginning of the year. It was, I think, the last day of February. Okay, so February so got licensed. And me. so then, and then if you don't mind me asking, how many mortgages have you funded so far since you got licensed in February? Yeah, so since February, I just funded my 15th mortgage. That's outstanding. And what is the total volume of that? I don't know what your average just, mortgage size is. Just over $7 million. Right. That's fantastic. My goal so, in the 12 months is 10. So I have a couple more months to get there, hopefully. Right. Now, hopefully, yeah. And then where did that business come from? So if you were to break down the 15 mortgages, because I think this is useful for people listening, like where do you think the business came from? 
So a few of them were family members who both purchased and wanted to refinance during the time, do some equity takeout. So I have quite a few from there. And then I would say the rest of my business just came from referral partners in terms of real to referrals. I just started working with financial advisor, but I haven't gotten referrals that way yet. But yeah, real to referrals and then through social media as well. Right. Okay. So, and what has worked well on your social media stuff that you found that people have been resonating with? I'm curious. I just think the biggest thing is consistency. So I try and ensure that I post at least three times a week. You'll be surprised when you post on social media. Instagram is my big one. So I'll post to Instagram and then it sends it to my Facebook. I find I keep my Facebook more for family stuff, but you will see the odd ad pop up. But you'll mm-hmm. find with social media that people might not even like or comment, but they're seeing it because I've had quite a few people that I haven't talked to in years who have messaged me to say, I just noticed you became a mortgage agent. I need help with my mortgage. Can you help me out? Right. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. And then what kind of stuff are you posting? What are you finding that's working? Do you have a plan or is it just kind of like, hey, I feel like posting this today or like, yeah, I'm curious. I have a subscription to this. It's called Curated Social. So it actually gives a lot of realtor and lending graphics. A lot of times, like I don't like them. So sometimes I'll get ideas from there and turn them into my own. Just because some of the language is American and things like that. I do that. And then I always ask every time I have a client close a mortgage with me, I will send them my Google review document at the end, asking Mm -hmm. for a review. And then I try and post all of those. I call it testimonial Tuesday. So you'll notice on Tuesdays, I'll pop up a client testimonial as well. Right. Your Google document, what does explain that to me? Or sorry, my Google review. So I send them just like my business review page. Um, And then they just say, yeah, sorry. Of the 15 mortgages you funded, how many people have given you a review? I have right there on my page seven, but I should have 10, which I'm actually disputing with Google right now. Because well, yeah, they, they sometimes are like, hey, this looks fake or something. And then they're kind of yeah, funny that they way. Have, yeah, it's so annoying. three people have said they've sent me them and they've actually like sent proof they sent them, but they're not there. So I should have 10 of 15. And of those 15, two people like were the same because we did a refinance and a purchase. So technically right. it'd be 13 individual. Right, 13 individuals. So that's pretty, yeah. so seven out of 13, that's a good... Uh, 53%, basically 54%. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about, you said you've got business from realtors. What worked for you working with realtors? What was useful? So the first realtor I started working with is actually my brother-in-law. So that was super helpful because as much as I understood the mortgage side of it, I had no idea what went on the realtor side. So I was able to really like pick his brain and ask him a lot of questions so that when I went into other realtor meetings, like I looked like I actually kind of knew what I was talking about. Yeah, so about. you got a little bit of co- you got a little bit of inside intel yeah. from your brother-in-law. Okay, this is good though. So what is something he told you that you were may not have realized until he told you this? I think like a lot of times I assumed because when I bought my house, I knew the mortgage agent personally and the realtor personally. So they really communicated with each other. But I found out quickly that a lot of times it's not a direct referral. They might not communicate a lot. So I was like, doesn't every client that comes to you have a pre-approval? And I quickly found out absolutely they do not. And oftentimes they mm-hmm. want to put a condition of financing and the realtor has even no idea if they can even afford it. So I think that was my biggest thing, being in connection with the realtor throughout the process, because I think that's something that they really enjoy. And that's missing a lot. Right. I actually did the math wrong. If you got 10 out of 13, your review numbers are higher. I said seven out of 13. If there's three, they actually reviewed you, but 
So I apologize to my listeners. You're like, hey, 77%, it's an excellent number. Okay, that's really good. So your brother-in-law helped, gave you some advice. And then so tell me about the next kind of conversation. How did that go? And what do you think? So the next one that came to me was a girl who I went to high school with. Same thing. We actually hadn't really known each other in high school, but she saw my social media posts. And she contacted me to say she had just become a realtor and wanted to know if I could send her my card that they could put it in their book. So then we just started connecting that way. She ended up buying a house. The experience went really well. So now she refers clients to me. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other ways, I generally send a message on Instagram. So I follow realtors on Instagram. I generally send them a message, introduce myself, explain how I found them so they don't think I'm just some like creep that stalking everyone's Instagram page and then if they live close I will ask to set up a coffee meeting to talk with them and then if not then we will have a phone or a zoom call right okay that makes sense so was there any point you like questioned if this was the right career for you I mean you've gone pretty quick pretty fast but is there any point you're like oh my gosh what did I get myself into honestly no I feel really I mean it's definitely different not having consistency in terms of paycheck and things like that but it's been just so great being able to be home with my daughter and just be flexible in my work. So no, I don't regret it at all. And I haven't really had okay. those moments. You were off your other job. So you were able to, other than taking care of your kids, you're able to give it full-time attention. It's not like you had to work nursing and more. Exactly. Yeah. So are you going to go back to nursing or is that ship sailed now? Yeah. So that ship sailed now. I, um, I'm going to keep my nursing license because I mean, I've worked so hard to keep that. And I think maybe one day I might work casual in like a doctor's office or something. But as of right now, it's just not an industry I really want to be part of. It's tough right now there. Right, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And hey, like, it's cool that you're able to like transition into something that is way more family oriented than, Yeah. although it still can be crazy. I mean, you can be no end to the amount of hours you can put in so well I've um, even started noticing that I'm gonna have to start hiring someone because I was doing a lot of work based on her nap schedule but now mm-hmm. that she's getting older naps aren't as long and as frequent so it's definitely a job you can work more so around your family than shift work but you do quickly but, realize that yeah it does for sure okay yeah so can you share a file that you lost and now looking back you'd be like oh I'd handle that different not because I want you to relive the pain but I like other people to be able <laughs> yeah. to hear like because we do learn more from the losses than we do the wins I feel like so can you share something that you do different yeah so I got a referral from a realtor partner for this client they wanted to put an offer in on a home they had a current mortgage with Bank, and that's actually one of my favorite lenders and so I was like, great. I got them a pre-approval all set up. They were going to go in and put in an offer on a home. And so I actually don't know if I could have gotten this file when all of a sudden done, but this is a lesson I taught myself. So for my fifth wedding anniversary, my husband, my daughter and I, we actually took a road trip from Ontario to PEI. And during that road trip, I was so available to these people. And I'm like, oh, this is the joy of being able to work independently self-employed and be on vacation you can still answer well I was I think way too available for these clients and they kind of used and abused my time and then when all was said and done they put the offer in on the house and I knew it was accepted because it was like a referral from a realtor Mm -hmm. partner and when I finally said to her like what happened she said that the client actually went into Scotiabank with the deal I offered them and Scotiabank was able to offer something far better so the clients didn't even tell me and then when they finally told me, they said, like, I hope you can understand it's just business. 
And that line really stuck with me. And I'm like, I realized that it's business for me too. And I have to be more reasonable with my time. I need to schedule meetings. I can't just be available 24 seven for clients who aren't necessarily serious about working with me. Right. So I don't know That's, if I could have gotten that back because but you could have got back the time and the headspace that you wasted yeah. if they weren't really serious. Cause you're right. Often when I see, unfortunately, people like in the Facebook group, whatever, they're going, oh my gosh, I lost this file. But it's like, you actually lost it on the first call, unfortunately, because you let yeah. the client like run amok and they were never committed. You never got a commitment. And so it's Absolutely. terrible, but it is better to learn it early. And then I like how you thought about that. Like, it's also a business for me. Like, you know, yeah. you could be hurt, offended, whatever, by that statement, or you could just say, hey, wait a second, I got to actually think about this different. So um, yeah. good on you. That's a great, uh, and you may, you're right. You may not have been able to keep that phone no matter what, but you also could have spent yeah. five minutes on a phone with them and said, see ya. Like, cause the, you know, there's very key indicators where somebody's has zero inclination to actually use you, or you know that they're going to just shop you. So yeah. And they um, definitely were very rate. Like, and I try and explain to people, it's not about rates, it's about the product overall. And I think acknowledging that from the beginning, that these clients are very rate sensitive. It's a tough sell. If a yeah, bank yeah. can offer them significantly better than what I can. Yeah. What are you going to do? All yeah. right. So I'm going to ask some rapid fire questions now, if you like. So what's one thing people can't find out about you from Google? So this is funny to admit back in high school, I was a huge Justin Bieber fan. And I actually called into a radio station. He was going to be on it. And I called in to ask a question. And when they said my name, I cried so hard that he was answering my question on the radio that I didn't even hear his answer. And to this day, my brother, he was in the room when it happened and he still makes fun of me and I still don't. Did he record it? <laughs> no, he didn't record it. Thank but goodness. He was like, Thank goodness. He said, you like, didn't even get to hear what his answer to your question was. That's hilarious. So, I mean, I still love Justin Bieber, but just not to that extent. <laughs> my daughter, she's 17 and she's Taylor Swift. Like, oh my gosh, I think yeah. she would kill her siblings for Taylor Swift. Like, yeah, you know, that's she, how it was she, with Justin. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, great. Uh, so I got her tickets to a concert in Nashville with her mom. So she's pretty good. Side note, she sold 2.4 million tickets in like 24 hours. I know. And, and she's really disappointed right now with Ticketmaster because of yeah. the issues it caused. But then now they're all being resold for way more money. Like, and yeah, so it seems kind of scammy, honestly. It's like, I don't know. But yeah, you know, it's kind of like she sold out 54 like football stadiums in like, a day, which is just yeah, she's got something going on there, that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. So, what's a movie everybody should watch at least once? We need Todd. Have you ever seen it? The musical with Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, it's really good actually. I've seen a play of it too. Yeah, he's a barber. Why that movie? He's like a murderer, isn't he? Yeah, but you know what? It's good, like black humor. Right. Um, it's murder, but like the blood is ketchup. Like it's very, it's just so humorous and I love Johnny Depp and him and Helena Bonham Carter how they work together in that movie they're great and I've never met anyone who's watched it who doesn't sing along like it's just it's so good yeah I saw that a play of that and I was like this is really like dark and yeah know, but funny. hilarious at the same time yeah what's three software programs or tools you can't run your business without so for sure social media so Instagram my biggest one Two would actually be podcasts. I listen to so many of them, mainly yours. And I've started listening to the Lead to Close podcast. And they've been really, really helpful with giving me tips and tricks. And then the third yeah. would be, I just recently started using Finmo. And wow, it's a life changer. And I can't believe how much time I've spent on messaging people for docs and how simple it is in there with the smart doc. 
Yeah. So are you finding people are actually sending you the docs through the platform? Yeah. Like I just started using it. So I haven't had it like a ton of experience, but from what I have seen, yeah, I have. So yeah. And they did some studies. Apparently most of the time when people are filling up their mortgage application, they have a lot of their documents in front of them because they don't know the answers. And so yeah. if you just make it easy for them to send them to you, like, Oh, okay, done. Like they gather them all out, they fill up the app and then later on you get back to them. And then they're obviously spending the time on the app, let them continue the same well, behavior, that's what right? I find you'll have the discovery call and you'll get all their information. And by the time you've sent them an email, even if it's two hours later, they're away from their computer. And then it's yeah. another couple of days before they get everything to you. So yeah, I really love Finmo so far. What's the best advice you received as a new mortgage broker? So my lead planner, Monica, always tells me that we're not order takers. We don't work at McDonald's. We are advisors. And that's been really helpful in terms of especially combating rate discussions with people who are really sensitive to that, trying to explain to them that it's not always as simple as just finding you the best rate. We want to find you the best product overall for you. So I think that was my biggest advice. And also um, just starting full-time as quickly as you can. Yeah, if you could get into full-time quicker, but don't do it too soon, but as soon as you possibly can, but not too soon. Not just so yeah. soon that you're going to screw your whole financial situation up, but yeah. as soon as it makes sense. And I mean, in your case, you probably have run, you know, mat leave anyway. So, you know, it yeah. gave you a great opportunity. So knowing what you know now, is there anything you do differently if you were to start over again tomorrow? I would pick up the phone more. I definitely sent a lot of text messages to people at the beginning because I wasn't super comfortable talking on the phone. Now that I'm better, I think I would definitely have said to myself, pick up the phone. Don't hide behind a screen because you're nervous. Build connections with people that way. Right. So this is a pretty common thing that I've seen uh, with people when they're new is they won't pick up the phone or they don't let people know that they're a mortgage broker. And then six months later, one of their friends that, or some family member goes, I didn't know you were doing that. Something that you could have <laughs> easily. And then you're like, shoot, I lost them. Has that happened to you at all? Or- no, I literally announced I was okay. a mortgage broker within an hour of finding out I was licensed. <laughs> okay, good. So, okay, sometimes I've had people go, they haven't told everyone, and then somebody runs into them and say, oh, that's awesome. Sorry, I just redid my mortgage a month ago. I didn't even know you were doing this. And so that's, uh, you know, yeah. uh, that's just because you didn't tell people. So tell people if you're listening to this, tell them all, you know. Yeah, uh, and, absolutely. But, and then they'll figure it out. So where can people find you online if they're looking to find you? So my Instagram is mom, so M-O-M, like I'm a mom. You mental mortgages, the little plan words, which I should have probably thought through because Whenever I'm trying to say that over the phone, everyone thinks it's monumental, but it's mom, M-O-M, Umental Mortgages. And that's my Instagram page. Monumental? Yeah. Okay. That's good. That's good. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks for coming to chat with me, Bethany. This has been awesome. Congrats on your success. And sounds like you're kicking butt and taking names. And it'll be interesting to see what you do in the next year, you know, now that you're in this with both feet. And um, yeah, it's awesome. So keep crushing it. Thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hopefully you got a couple of takeaways from my conversation with Bethany. If you're listening to this and you're a rookie and you're trying to figure out what to do with your mortgage business, go to rookie to rockstar.ca. I have a webinar there that shows you exactly how we help rookies build successful mortgage businesses. Rookie to rockstar.ca. Thanks again for listening to the show and I will see you on the next episode. This is an I Love Mortgage Brokering production.